Hello and welcome to the King's Church podcast. I'm Mike Coltman, part of the leadership here at the church. And today I'm joined by two very special guests, Jeremy and Anne Simpkins are here with us. And Jeremy uh, is the apostolic lead over the family of churches that we call Christ Central. And today I've asked them to share with us and come in and talk with us all things Christ Central. For those who are unsure, Christ Central is just one part of a much wider New Frontiers family all across the world. But as a church, and for many years, Christ Central has been the network of churches that we're part of and in mission with for the advancements of God's kingdom, um, not just in Darlington, not even just in the UK, but across the nations. So whilst Jeremy uh, and Anne were in town, they've been spending time with the eldership team today and very grateful for that. I thought it was a great opportunity to ask them both to sit down and share uh, a little bit about what's going on within the wider family. Uh, so, Jeremy and Anne, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, Mike. It's uh, so good to be here, and uh, thanks for having us on the King's Church podcast. Yeah, it's it's really good to have you. I'm looking forward to just asking you a few questions and getting to know you both more. There's some things I actually want to know the answers to about that's worrying. about you two, and uh, and I know that the rest of the church is going to really enjoy hearing some of your stories and hearing you share a little bit what's going on in around the world and churches around the world at the moment. Uh, but we're going to get to that. But I just wanted to start really by asking you some basic questions about what it is that you do. You you um, both really put your life into traveling and being uh, and leading the apostolic team that is uh, overseas Christ Central Churches. Is that full-time for you both? Do you find that that occupies most of your time? Is that a full-time occupation for you? Yes, yeah, definitely full-time, Mike. Sometimes it feels like double time. Hmm. Uh, although, of course, during the last couple of years, that's been a bit more interesting with lockdowns, working from home. Hmm. But uh, no, it's a full-time occupation, full-time calling, full-time ministry yeah. for both of us, definitely. Yeah. And when you're not travelling around the world and not, and you are able to be around the home, which church is the church that you uh, attend? Which is the church that you would go to on an average Sunday when you're not elsewhere? The church we currently attend is in a town, market town called Macclesfield in Cheshire East. And it's a church that's just had a change of leadership. So the couple leading the Macclesfield church just before COVID moved out to Cambodia, Sam and Abby Little. Hmm. And then that left just one elder in the church and some friends of ours who were in leadership when we were part of the church in Manchester felt God called them to come and lead that church in Macclesfield. And so during COVID, we felt that perhaps it would be good if we helped them establish a, a plurality of eldership there. And so during COVID, we've been spending time chatting and talking. And then when we've been allowed to meet, we've been attending that church. And at the beginning of May, well, the second weekend in May, we got a church weekend away and we're praying in three new elders. One is Jeremy and then two other guys as well. Mm, that's absolutely amazing. And I'm glad that you found a place that you feel like you can invest in and be part of on a Sunday. And it's a church, um, Mike, that you've got a, a connection with that you may not realise because mm. the people who were leading it previously were Sam and Abby Little, mm. who are now, of course, leading our church plant in Cambodia, which I know as a church yeah. you've made some connections with yeah. and you've got a real heart for. So mm. you're connected to part of our story as well. Yeah, that's absolutely amazing. Sam and Abby are 
seem like they're really settling in, getting ready to plant church there. Yeah, they've been there for two years. I mean, it's a, it's been a huge journey for them. The mm. first thing they've had to do is learn the language. Mm. And apparently the language is very difficult yeah. to learn and write mm. and communicate. And although children are doing really well with it, they've really struggled to learn, but they've done so well mm. to do that. And then they were in Phnom Penh and they've moved to another major city yeah. in Cambodia called Siem Reap, Reap which yeah. is where they're going to start the church plant. Mm. So that's exciting. Yeah, and they're just a fantastic couple as well. You know, just really to talk, talk with them on video, obviously, as a church, we've been looking at how do we support them longer term and help them financially and through prayer. So, yeah, no, really excited to see how that goes. And it's great that you guys have been able to help the church with the transition of Sam, Sam and Abby have left, and you guys can be part of that uh, for this season. So I want to dig in a little bit to to you guys as a couple, because how did you end up in this role that you're in? It's not really a, an advertisement that you see on job boards uh, when you go on christianjobs.co.uk, you know. Um, it, it, is, it is quite a unique position to be in and a unique calling almost to be called into. How did that, how did that come about? for you to be called into something like that? How has that, how has that process worked? If you could tell us a little bit about that story, that'd be nice. Yeah. So there's two different questions there. One is on calling. Mm. And it was interesting about 20 years ago, uh, Anne and I were in, we were serving in a new frontiers church on the South coast. And we had several prophetic words over us about moving and expanding and even at the time people used the word apostolic which was not a word that we had ever heard about ourselves or would have even used about ourselves in the bible the word apostolic or apostle means to be sent with authority Mm. and uh, of course you had jesus as the chief apostle then you have the early apostles the 12 the founding of the local church the the Mm. church and then of course the ministry of the risen Lord Jesus in Ephesians chapter 4 talks about mm. gifts of people who are apostles and prophets and evangelists mm. and pastors and teachers. And I would have called myself a, a pastor or a teacher. Certainly mm. would never have uh, referred to myself or thought of myself in any way as an apostle or apostolic. And then mm. we moved from the south coast up to just down the road. Just if you keep going down the A66, as far as it goes, Mm. you hit Teesside. And we were asked to come and help a very new church plant on Teesside at the end of the 90s, so 22 years ago. Mm. And uh, as we did that, we started to work with the other New Frontiers churches in the region. And Mm. Darlington was very much one of those churches. And we were working with a church in Newcastle, churches in York, And it just worked out that the person who was team leading those regional churches, if you like, the Northeast regional team, was a very good friend of ours called Andy Merrick. Yeah. And uh, Andy said, Jeremy, would you come on my team and just help me to look after, to oversee, to pastor the pastors and look after the churches Mm. and to help that regional team come together? And we thought, yeah, that's great. We're happy to do that. And then an interesting thing happened. God spoke to Andy and Teresa, his wife, and asked them to go and plant a new church in Glasgow. Wow. And suddenly I was kind of left holding the baby. We were left like, oh, so who's leading the team now in the north? Oh, Jeremy, we'd like you to do that. Yeah. So suddenly, probably 15 years ago, we were ended up leading the team in the northeast, serving these regional churches that Darlington was very much 
a part of. And mm. then the process started to fast track, Mike, to be honest with you. Terry Virgo, who'd founded New Frontier. Some of you will know the name Terry Virgo, although fascinating mm. to me, Mike. Today you <laughs> disclosed a dirty secret. Yeah, no, but tell me about d- it. Tell me your, Mike's dirty secret, folks, if you're listening yeah. to this. And uh, Tom, you're recording this. You might not know, but... Mike has never heard Terry Virgo preach. So no. we are going to definitely put that right at our leadership conference yeah. happening here in Darlington <laughs> when Terry's one of our guest speakers. But Terry was the founder and is the founder mm. of New Frontiers, started to work with house churches and small gatherings mm. like we were back in the 1970s. And as the movement grew, it grew from a handful of churches on the South Coast to become a worldwide movement. And of course, as happens In everyone's life, Terry starts to get older. And Terry was at that time approaching his 70s and felt God speak to him that New Frontiers itself needed to multiply from being one family of churches led by one apostolic team, led by one apostle, Terry Virgo, Mm. into a family of multiple apostolic teams led by emerging apostles. And Terry started to gather who he felt were his spiritual sons, those that he felt had emerging apostolic gift. And to my surprise, I was invited into that context. Mike, no mm. one was more surprised than, well, perhaps Anne was more surprised than me, <laughs> but no one was more surprised than me mm. to be invited into that context. And yeah. then 11 years ago, Terry actually multiplied New Frontiers in the summer conference in 2011. Mm. Uh, and I think there was about 17 new families of churches birthed into New Frontiers. Yeah. And Christ Central was one of those families yeah. that I had the privilege with Anne to oversee and support and help lead. Mm. Well, that's absolutely amazing to hear that story and to hear how God's brought you into that role. And like I say, it's quite a unique role. And no doubt you guys have seen a lot of change over those 11 years. Um, and wh- what do you think, wh- what do you think, uh, you see in terms of vision of what God's doing in the years ahead, what, you know, to be part of New Frontiers, what what do you feel, um, sorry, to be part of Christ Central, what do you feel God's got for you guys in the coming years? Obviously, obviously there's churches all around the world at the moment that would identify as being part of the Christ Central family, like we, ha- we are here at King's. Um, what are you hoping to see happen in those places over the coming years? That's a great question. I wish I knew the answer is the honest truth Um, because I think genuinely we've been led by the spirit up to now and hopefully we'll continue to be led by the spirit. Mm. So I'm not one to have great huge plans for the future, but obviously I'm aware of my age next Mm. year. I'll be 60 and uh, I'm aware that, only Trans- 60. I know. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you, Mike. Transition and planning for transition is really important. So my heart is to better work with younger apostolic leaders and apostolic teams around the world mm. and to help them to really step up into what God's got for them. So my vision, if you like, my heart would be for the, I think we're serving something like 300 churches in 25 different nations. My heart would be for Christ Central to emerge with half a dozen apostolic teams Mm. working together, partnering together uh, with new apostles being raised up, with new Mm. evangelists and prophets and pastors and teachers being raised up in nations and Mm. churches genuinely working together. I think the the passion for our heart is one of the early prophecies in New Frontiers uh, was of a, well, the the prophetic picture came. It's a bit of a weird picture, but uh, I'll, I'll tell it to you anyway. It was of a herd of elephants 
marching or, or pressing through or stampeding, or perhaps the word is herding, I don't know, hmm. through virgin jungle. And the word came that one elephant couldn't bash through the jungle on, it, on its own, but a herd of elephants working mm. together can smash through jungle terrain and make a path where there is no path, make a way mm. where there is no way. And we felt at the time, God was speaking, that there's something about a togetherness in churches and in New Frontiers, that we're not on our own or isolated or independent, mm. but actually God's called us to work together as churches. So in Christ Central, our heart and our passion is to produce teams of churches and apostolic teams working together with churches because we believe we can do more together mm. than we ever can on our own. So I'd say that's our that's our passion Fantastic. to see that happen, but also to keep the values of Christ Central to, mm. I mean, I guess the 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 thing the th the four things that we'd say about Christ Central. It's it's interesting. When Terry Virgo multiplied New Frontiers in 2011, he came up with 17 values <laughs> uh, for New Frontiers going forward. And I've never, maybe I'm going to meet someone today who can tell me, but I've never yet met anyone who can tell me what those 17 <laughs> values are without looking it up on the internet. Yeah. In fact, many a time I've offered a hundred pounds to somebody who can do that. And nobody to date, Mike, has taken me up on that offer. But wow. we decided we would kind of boil those down. I don't mean reduce them in sense of reducing their value, but make them more memorable. Yeah. So we came up with four phrases and I think those four phrases and four words attached to those phrases are what I want to really give my life for and make sure that that really is the core of who we are as churches. And they are the words friends, mm. church, kingdom, and nations. That mm. first of all, we're friends mm. who enjoy the grace of God together. Yeah, Jesus called them as friends, not as ministries or um just as some functionality, but genuine friends, real relationships. That's right. So that relationship to us is really important. Friendship is really mm. important. So we're friends who mm. enjoy the grace of God together. Secondly, what are we doing? Well, we're building churches that are empowered by the word and spirit, mm. that sense of the Bible, but set ablaze by the power of the spirit. Yeah. You can just get sometimes the Bible on its own can be a mm. little dry sometimes, when you hear people just just a Bible verse or just preaching something from a text. Yeah. But when that is ignited with the kerosene, the petrol, the mm. dynamite of the spirit, mm. the word comes alive. And word and spirit should never be separated. It always should, always should be together. Yeah. So we're friends who enjoy the grace of God together. We're building churches empowered mm. by word and spirit. We're also advancing the kingdom mm. to transform society, to transform the nation. So impressed by what you guys are doing here at King's with Food Bank and with the furniture release and reclamation and uh, repurposing and mm. all that you all that you do. This building that we're recording this in, Mike, it's alive with people. Yeah, we kind of got pushed out as we had our coffees day by the. Yeah, I think it was the uh, Pilates. Keep, keep Fit Pilates yeah. class, and it was just great to see a different set of people in the building. And it's extending the kingdom, the the rule, the reign of God, mm. and what you're doing in terms of food bank and seeing people give their life to Jesus yeah. as a result of that yeah. is the extension of the kingdom of God mm. into life. And then lastly, reaching nations mm. to make more disciples. And again, we've been talking about that, your new connections with nations, mm. what God's doing in terms of Cambodia, what God might be doing in terms of connecting you to 
parts of Europe and uh, uh, even mm. beyond. So it's exciting mm. to hear what God's doing with you, mm. uh, with the connection with Romania and Ukraine and yeah. just see what God's doing because I think all of our churches should have a heart for the nations. Yeah. No, that's absolutely amazing. It's really good to hear that. And you can see you guys light up when you say that. I just like to tell people, Anne still is in the room. <laughs> they, they're sharing a mic. <laughs> so, um, But maybe you could share with me, what I wanted to ask you really is, what, what do you see as one of the most important, or maybe some, some of the most important parts of what you do together in your work? What, what do you see as the important part of what you are called to bring? The one thing I didn't realise when COVID came and then we stopped and uh, we were away from home, I think, at least six months of the year, which I have to say meant less housework. But um, <laughs> but I think wherever we go, and we're on the road again now, and I think the one thing we both love doing is connecting with our church friends in different churches and different nations but the word encouragement is the thing that I think Jeremy and I buzz with the most because we want to see people be encouraged to grow in their giftings, mm. to just be enlarged in who God wants them to be. And I think wherever we go and we'll go, I just hope we leave that deposit of people thinking, I can do that. I can do more than I thought I could. We just want people just to be loved and encouraged, leadership teams to be expanded and grown if that's the deposit we leave each time we go somewhere, then, yeah, that thrills my heart. Mm. Amen. I'll give you one more thing. Mm. If anybody knows me, it's worship. <laughs> Presence of God, gifts of the Spirit. I will bang that drum till my last dying day. That, yes, yeah, you will. I will. I will. <laughs> Come on, whoever's listening to this, if you're part of Darlington Church, what are you going to bring on a Sunday morning? Come on. Amen. Well. Wow. Thank you for that. That's good. Let me ask you another question. What What is the most difficult part of your job? Oh, that's a good question. I think um, probably disappointment. Hmm. Uh, I think when people fail hmm. and you can't help them, sometimes you can help them, hmm. but when they hit difficulties and troubles and we're unable to help people, uh, for various reasons. Sometimes you can't physically be there. Sometimes you can't protect people from themselves. Hmm. Uh, sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes mistakes are made around us. And I think how you deal with how you deal with disappointment, how you deal with failure, hmm. uh, I think that's probably the hardest thing uh, to deal with, if yeah. I'm honest. Yeah. Would you say the same for yourself, Anne? Yeah, I think I would agree totally with what Jeremy says. Um, you know, your walk with God, your journey, sometimes that word, the J word, I brought it up. Um, sometimes there are disappointments. Um, and I think in life generally we have disappointments, we get hurt. And I think there are times when Jeremy and I feel possibly we've been hurt and for reasons we don't know why. And I think, but I think, well, Jesus had to cope with all these sort of things, and but you have to extend grace, and we are a grace movement, and mm. I think we have to learn to forgive and extend grace in those situations. And it just, you know, you just have to step by step walk through that, knowing that, you know, God's watching over us, Jesus is with us in everything we do, and we try to do everything in the right 
way. I don't think I've expressed that very well, but we want to do the right thing at the right time. And sometimes possibly we can be misunderstood, mm. but that's where grace comes in, I think. And we have to have grace enough for those people. Hopefully they've got grace enough for us as well mm. in sometimes some difficult situations. But I think that's life in general for all of us. As Christians, yeah. I don't yeah. think it's just because of what we do. No. I think that it extends to every single one of us who's loved by Jesus. That's mm. true. Yeah, and that's part of the problem when it's all relational, isn't it? Mm. You, you're bound to it's a, it's a vulnerability that comes with being relational. If it was just professional, Mike, I think you'd put a protective barrier up. You'd put mm. the skin on the rhino skin. That's right. And you'd protect yourselves. There are certain professions that are taught how to protect themselves from emotional vulnerability, hurt, mm. and that's fine. That's that's understandable if you're in a medical profession or yeah. in a counselling situation or you're helping the vulnerable. But ours isn't professional. A, a, a famous writer, a pastor of mistakes that you'll be familiar with john piper wrote mm. a book brothers we're not professionals hmm. we're really not professionals we're no. brothers and sisters we're right. family and in a business environment you can get hurt and put the rhino skin on hmm. when it's your brother or your sister or your mother or your father or your son or your daughter hmm. it hurts yeah but the flip side is when it's success and blessing yeah the joy and the reaping of those benefits are yeah. huge. Yeah. When you see, and our heart is that we bring through a new generation that will go further and faster and mm. uh, and achieve more yeah, than we've ever achieved. And yeah. the joy of seeing your spiritual sons and daughters achieve things in God that you never could have dreamed of That's right. is such a blessing yeah. as well. That's right. That's so good. That's great. Um, I I wanted to just take a moment to to talk about, I mean, I think everybody's been, eagerly watching and praying um for the situation in ukraine we we have brother and sister churches in ukraine um i, I wondered if you could give us an update of what your contact has been like um with the church there and what you're seeing and what you know the need is and perhaps how we should be praying for them as well um there has been some contact between refugees uh, from the churches in Ukraine and people here. So we're looking to maybe put some people into families here, which is amazing. Brilliant. But at the same time, I guess, give us your take on it. Give mm. us what, what your wisdom on it and what you're seeing. So there are two New Frontiers families mm. of churches in Ukraine, mm. uh, but one of those families is part of Christ Central. Yeah. Uh, um, I won't give names for security reasons, mm. but uh, there are about 14 Christ Central churches working in Ukraine and I'm in touch almost daily, certainly three or four times a week yeah. with the leaders mm. of that movement and we're helping them practically on the ground with humanitarian aid. Mm. Uh, we're helping them with evacuation routes mm. uh, so that refugees can get to safety. Uh, and we're helping also, I mean, I've been inspired not just by their resilience in war, but their faith that God is working in all things and that God, just as the early church was persecuted and scattered, which results in new churches springing up all over the place, their mm. faith is as this persecution, and they say it's a persecution, comes upon them. Yeah. Their people are scattered. Actually, 
new churches are going to be started wherever Ukrainian people hmm. go. And uh, I want to say thank you for everyone who's given yeah. into our appeal for Ukraine. Just to give you an update, as of today, uh, we've got in Christ Central around £100,000 that's been raised for Ukraine. In Amazing. New Frontiers, including that money, there's a million pounds that's been that's raised. Amazing for Ukraine. And we're praying, and I was talking to the apostolic leader yesterday, we don't want to spend all that too quickly, too soon. No. We want to have a wisdom and a kind of rebuilding vision. You were sharing, Mike, with us today about Nehemiah. Mm. And there's something about a rebuilding project of a nation Mm. that's going to happen. So, yes, we're helping immediately with humanitarian aid on the spot. Yes. We're helping with refugees to give evacuation routes out, particularly through Poland uh, mm. and uh, down um, into Romania, mm. um, which I think you're connected with as well, which yeah. is great. And we're praying and processing and planning how a rebuilding project is going to happen mm. in Ukraine because these are our family. So this is yeah. brothers and sisters, as you rightly called them. Yeah, in Christ, and yeah. We're in this for the long term mm. with them to work together. But I've been so impressed by their resilience, their faith. Yeah. Uh, whenever we're on screen with them, you expect to see these downpressed lined faces with people who are sad. They're happy, bright, smiling. Wow. They're just full of life, full of joy. Yeah. They're finding the joy of the Lord is their strength. And uh, Anne's yeah, going to tell, tell you a funny, funny story. story. <laughs> I know. So um, I am not a naturally blonde person, so every now and again I have to put some hair colour on my hair from Boots. I won't tell you which brand because many brands are available. And I was in the middle of doing that the other day and Jeremy was on this Zoom call with our friends in Ukraine and he came upstairs, he went, oh, I was going to get you to come and say hello. And I had one of those see-through shower hat things on my head. So I said, I'll come down anyway. And I just came down because I do know them in the flesh. I've met them in the flesh anyway. And uh, I just they just started laughing at me. And I thought, I thought if I can just bless them that way by looking ridiculous then <laughs> it's just family was, it? it was family yeah, and it was that's right. fun yeah. yeah well that's amazing it's great it's really encouraging to hear those stories as well um and you know we just need to keep giving keep praying um for them i wanted to just finish by asking you one final question really and it, it, it's a question that i that i hope you know we take seriously the answer to this but um but i guess you know you you guys i know you're going to sweden uh, there's a church there is that next week? That's we are right. There. This time next week, we're next in Sweden. Next week, which is incredible. Um, I know you've not long come back from the US. That you know, you guys are here, there, and everywhere, and um, and that's amazing to hear about your heart for that. Um, how I mean, between us, seeing you as a church irregularly, really, um, how can we be praying for you? I think by being caught up with all that Christ Centre is doing. So being aware Mm. of that, being aware of new nations that we're being involved in and praying Mm. for God's breakthrough and blessing in those new nations, Uh, praying where you've got contact. So obviously you can't pray for the whole of the Christ Central world. I wouldn't expect you to know 300 churches and 25 nations. I don't think Mm. I even know the names of all the people in those settings. But of those 25 nations, I know you're particularly involved with two or three. Mm. We mentioned Sam and Abby yeah. from Cambodia yeah. and Siem Reap. Yeah. It would bless us for you guys to continue to do what you're doing so well. Mm. 
pray with them, stand with them, mm. give to them, encourage them. That's blessing us. That's that's supporting us yeah. by supporting them, mm. supporting the work in Romania. Mike, I know that you'll be yeah. there yeah. very soon, and yeah. uh, you and Graham. And I think you'll see something of our church in Romania. You'll see the inspiration. Mm. They've they, during lockdown they've finished the most amazing building project. It's huge mm. building for the size of their church and. Mm. Several of us wondered, why have you got such a big building for not such a huge church? Yeah. Somebody even prophesied, God's giving you this building, not for yourselves, but for others. But through what's happened, floods of Ukrainian refugees coming right into their town, their city. Mm. They're now literally housing 50 refugees in their building. It's incredible. But one of their elders is also working in construction. He had just completed a huge uh what we would call flats or apartments. And uh, there are now 200 refugees in those apartments. Wow. And uh, it's just, again, for you guys to support that, encourage it, pray for it. Yeah. That blesses us and encourages us. Mm. Um, and I think there are more opportunities that God wants to open up for you as a local church as well. Mm. So I know you've got friends and contacts in India, and I'm sure God's going to bless those relationships. So I think, how can you pray for us? Well, pray, yeah, for our health and safety, and that's great. Mm. But pray for blessing on our Christ Central world, on mm. our family, on yeah. our churches, uh, specifically where you've got those relationships. So for you, it'd be specific, specifically the Ukraine, Romania, mm. and the Cambodia. And of course, maybe God gives you connections locally. Of course, the church that we help plant is literally just down the road. Mm. I know that you've got some really good friends yeah. in that church. Please keep praying for Jubilee Church Teesside. They're doing a great work down the road. They please keep, really are. Please keep being friends with them. Yeah. That will bless us. Yeah. And that's the sort of ways that you can bless us, Mike. And we do feel supported mm. by you guys. Yeah. Well, that's really good to hear. Um, well, I'd love to finish by praying for you both, if that's Brilliant. okay. Thank you. And I know as the church listens to this, they'll be praying along with me. And um, I just really want to say thank you for all you do. Uh, thank you for blessing us as a church today. Like you say, you've given you time to come and spend time with the eldership and encourage us and challenge us in different ways. So thank you for that. Thank you for your availability and your vulnerability as well. So uh, let's just finish by just praying. Thanks, Mike. Father, I thank you so much for Jeremy and Anne. I thank you, Lord, for the story of you bringing them into the role that they're in at the moment. And Lord, they're so clearly acting out in the gifting that you've given them and the character, Lord, that you formed is working perfectly with what you've called them to do right now. Lord, I pray that you would continue to build our bond, mm. our friendship between the church and between Christ Central. Lord, I, would, I pray that you would uh, help us to get swept up as a church into what you're doing, not just here in Darlington, but all around the world as you build your kingdom and advance it. Lord, I pray that you would fill Jeremy and Anne afresh with your Holy Spirit. Lord, and whenever people are listening to this podcast, wherever Jeremy and Anne are in, are in in the world, Lord, would they feel your presence very closely? Um, would they know that you are with them, that you go before them? And Lord, I pray, uh, just like Jeremy shared that elephant image of stomping through the forest, Lord, would he know that, uh, that you're calling them to lead the way? Uh, in stomping through that forest but not by their own strength but by your power Lord Lord uh, would we be one of those churches standing alongside the others saying yeah we want to see new ground taken for the kingdom um, so Lord we just pray we thank you for them would you bless them Lord 
Um, would you fill them? Would you speak to them? Would you challenge them? Um, and Lord, would you speak to them about your love for them? Yeah, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you so much for Thanks, joining Mike. me, guys. I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. I know the church will really enjoy listening to some of your stories and uh, hearing about your hair dye and all those types of things. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for your time. Okay, everybody, I hope you have a great week. Please pray uh, for Jeremy and Anne on their travels and we'll see you real soon. <laughs>